1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God isn't fair. That's right. He isn't fair. And I'm glad he isn't fair, because to be fair means that we will get what we deserve. <laughs> now, quite frankly, the last thing I want is what I deserve. Justice is getting what we deserve. Mercy is not getting what we deserve and grace is getting what we don't deserve. Thank God that the justice that was due to us fell upon Jesus and now we have come into the grace of God. God is giving us what we don't deserve but we're enjoying the riches of his goodness and favour towards us. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Wow, when you think of things a little differently, it sure changes the perspective, doesn't it? Hello and welcome to Set Free with pastor and author Ken Legg. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we're looking this week at the subject of the seeming unfairness of God. And uh, Ken, yesterday you shared with us that it is okay to express to God when we feel that sense of injustice and the frustration of why, why,
1: why, as um, many of the Old Testament writers did. We see that right throughout uh, many of them. Yes, we we certainly want to destroy the myth that it's unspiritual to ask God why when you're going through things that you just don't understand. I think uh, God wants us to be real with him. And as you say, several of God's people were overwhelmed. We see that in the Old Testament when when they face the reality of uh, all that we experience in life from time to time. The righteous do suffer and the wicked seem to prosper. And uh, Phil, what I want us to do that will help us, I think, as we examine this subject this week is to look at one of the psalms of David, a beautiful psalm, a well-known psalm, Psalm 37, uh, throughout the remainder of this week. And I believe it's going to help us. Now, of course, David experienced a great deal of unfairness in his life, as you know. Some of the psalms, he was still working through those issues. But this particular psalm, he seems like he's worked through it and he's giving advice out of his own experience. He's, he's found some answers with God, some things that will help us as we actually face this uh, this subject of why is it that sometimes there is suffering in the Christian life. Now, this psalm has got about 40 verses and we're not going to look at every one of those, but as you look at the psalm, there's actually eight active words in the psalm. And what we'll do, I think, is we'll look at a couple of them every day. Uh, the first one, the first phrase is, uh, David says, do not fret. Now, to fret in the Hebrew means to eat or gnaw away by worry. You know, sometimes we say, What's eating you? Uh, in fact, that would be a good title for a book. It would be a though, wonderful title yeah. for a book, Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could mention that at the end of this program. <laughs> uh, but seriously, um, that's what we do when life seems unfair. Uh, we get into the it's not fair syndrome and it begins to eat away at us. And, and the psalmist says, Don't do that, it only causes harm. And that's a result of us looking at ourselves, isn't it? It's kind of it's all about me.
0: Woe is me. And when you're in that scenario, you look at God. It, it yeah. changes your perspective. But doesn't telling people not to worry make things worse sometimes? Because you know, if people would stop worrying, they could. It, it's easy to say, look, stop worrying. Yeah. But how do you actually do that when when you you know just
1: can't? Yeah, that's a very good point because. Uh, uh, as we know, our feelings can't be controlled directly. We can't just turn them on and off. You know, when people just say, snap out of it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish we could. I would if I could. All right, you know, I, I would do that. But um, they're not controlled directly but indirectly by the way we think. So if we can think correctly, mm. then we'll feel correctly. You know, we'll feel better. And, and and I guess that's what the psalmist is doing here is getting our thinking on track. You know, it's what we call self talk He's saying, talk to yourself and uh, uh, let's lay some foundational truths here that will help you to bring your feelings under control. Now, we're talking about this whole thing of justice, the, the seeming injustice of God. Yeah. Um, there's a beautiful parable that Jesus told. I love that parable of uh, the farmer that was looking for some workers to go and work on his farm. You remember the one? And uh, he goes out at the beginning of the day and he hires some guys. He says, come and work on my farm for a day's work. I'll give you a day's pay. And the Bible says they agreed on that. Now, that's a very important word. They, they struck a deal, okay? I'll do a day's work. You give me a day's pay. That's that's fair, okay? Now, as the day wore on, he needed some more workers. So he goes out uh, to get some more workers. He, he, he says something different to these guys. He says, come and work on my farm, and whatever is right, I'll give you. So just, in other words, trust me. Just trust me. I'll do, I'll do the right thing by you. So they, they, they trusted his character. They worked on his farm. Then he went out and got some more after six hours. The same again after nine hours. Even after 11 hours, the job wasn't done, so he went out and got some just to work one more hour in the day, 12-hour days in those days, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, they they worked for one hour. Now, at the end of the day, they all line up to get their pay, and the guys that worked for just one hour, they stood at the front of the queue, and they got a full day's pay. And so the eyes of those at the back thought, well, what are we going to get then, you know? And uh, everyone got a day's pay. It doesn't matter how long they work. And so those that work for a full day, they were very annoyed. Yeah, you know, they were very upset. They said, "Wow, well, this isn't fair." He said, "We talking about not fair. You know, we had a deal, and I gave you what we agreed on." And so, what Jesus is saying in this whole parable is, "You strike a deal with God, and, and you'll get justice. If that, you know, if you want God to be fair and equal with you, that's all you'll get. You always get less under law. But if you trust His character, His nature, mm. uh, God is super fair. <laughs> mm. He's beyond fair. You know, he, He's good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over." That's the favour of God,
0: and it really goes to to highlight the difference between God's character and our character. Because you know we will often be like that person who got what they knew was coming, but look over there and go, "Oh, gee, I, I wish I'd ordered that instead." <laughs> you know, you're in the restaurant, you probably had the same situation. Yeah. That's just it's human nature. Yeah, but when it comes to to worry and 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 fretting. I guess really the first thing is is to not worry about those what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is getting, and not going down the road of of demanding justice. You know, yeah. this is about me. I have to, I have to have the same as everybody else. Yeah, it's kind of first
1: step. What's the next piece of advice that that David gives? Well, then he says, trust in the Lord and feed on His faithfulness. Now, now that's good because. Uh, It's one thing to feed on God's fairness, (laughs) and and you'll be disappointed. But don't feed on the fairness of God. Mm. Feed on his faithfulness. In other words, what can you trust in about God that will get you through? Trust in his character. God is a faithful God. He's a good God. He's a righteous God. Uh, But trust in his faithfulness and in his character. Don't feed on his fairness. Uh, Phil, have you ever seen the movie The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yes, read the book Great movie. Read the book. Seen the movie and of course there's the you know the time when when the, the kids walk through the wardrobe they get in this beautiful land of narnia and uh, stumble across Mr. and Mrs. Beaver and go back to their home for a cup of tea and uh, yep. some toast or whatever it is and they learn all about narnia and, and and why it's in this you know this grip of winter and ruled by the witch but one day aslan's coming and he's going to set it all free and everything's going to be great. and they're just living out in hope for aslan and so the kids are getting excited about this character aslan but then they learn that he's a lion mm. So Lucy says, so isn't he safe? Safe, says Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And, and I think what we want often is a safe God, a predictable God. You know, we, we give him our prayers, and they're really our requests. They're, they're, in fact, they're our instructions for the day. Mm. <laughs> God, we want you to do this, 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 and this. We, in other words, we want you to be safe. We want you to give us what we're going to get, and we'll feel safe with you. We'll let God be anything but God. We need to trust that God is not safe in that sense that he's not going to do things that we ask him to do the way that we ask him to do it. Mm. But he is a good God. He's far greater than we could ever think or imagine. And let's just commit our lives to him and and feed on his faithfulness, not on his fairness, not on what we think is equitable and, and, and fair and just, but on the character of God, that he's He's righteous, he's holy, he's loving, he's good and He's got a wonderful plan that's so wise, and we we cannot even work it out. You know, even begin to work it out.
0: One thing that uh, I guess God has been showing me lately is to value more who He is rather than what He does. Yeah. And that I think is at the essence of what you're talking about here. If you're asking Him, you know, this is what I want, and will you do this for me, God, etc., then that's actually valuing Him more for what He does. Yeah. But if you're going to Him in admiration and and praise. It's valuing him, as you say, for his faithfulness, for his yeah. character, for who he is, the fact that he is the king of all. Yeah. And, and that changes your perspective. But that really, especially when you come to talking about overcoming worry and all of that,
1: that's yeah. where it really starts, isn't it? That's right. And that's what David was saying, trust in the Lord and feed on his faithfulness. Mm-hmm.
0: that's where we must leave things today. Our series this week, When Life Seems Unfair. We'll have more tomorrow. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.